Welcome to the Crazy Prayer Ladies Podcast, a time of devotional, discussion on everyday Christian topics, prayer, and even Bible trivia, with Professor Gigi, Miss Polly Pureheart, Miss Crown Call Chosen, and the Dude. Hey. Hey, what's up? Good morning. It's, it's that time. It it's is. Time. Jesus, we put Jesus first in all that we do. Amen, amen. Oh, what is Professor Gigi bringing today? Well, today we're going to do a Joseph calling. And the devotional is on Psalm 105.17. And Mm. it says, and he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. God is doing a unique work around the world today. He is rising up Joseph's throughout the world. Some are still in the pit stage of their pilgrimage, while others are heading toward fruitfulness. What does it take for a man to become a true Joseph? It takes years of preparation and testing to be a true Joseph. It takes what the psalmist says in Psalm 105.17. He called down famine on the land and destroyed all their supplies of food he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons. So what he foretold came to pass, till the word of the Lord proved him true. The king sent and released him. The ruler of people set him free. Psalm 105, 16 through 20. Amen. Amen. A true Joseph is one who is a provider both spiritually and materially for those in the body of Christ. It is a person who understands that he is simply a manager of all that God has entrusted to him. It is a person who has humility and a broken and contrite heart before God. But how does God prepare modern day Josephs? Modern day Josephs are prepared through their own versions of bruised feet with shackles and necks put in irons. It is often through the adversity of failed finances, failed marriages, failed relationships, and broken dreams. These are the things that try men the most. These are the things God uses to allow the Josephs of our day to be proven by the word of the Lord. Once proven, God brings them out of their prisons and uses them mightily for his purpose. Joseph went through his own trials, not because of any failure, but because of an incredible calling to save and provide for an entire nation. God had to prepare this man with 13 years of broken dreams and humble circumstances in order to break every ounce of pride and self-will. God could not afford to have a 30-year-old steeped in arrogance and pride running an entire nation. When I attended a world conference on global evangelization in South Africa, I was privileged to sit among 45 other men from different parts of the world who had a Joseph calling on their lives. These men of means had humility of heart and a spirit unlike any others I have met in my country. Each one had his own Joseph story. It was an incredible scene that changed my life and my own view of business. This allowed me to see firsthand this phenomenon that is going on throughout the world. Many believe God is rising up these servants to prepare for a worldwide economic earthquake and to fund a global harvest of souls. 
Even since this conference, one nation is being dramatically affected because of a Joseph who has stepped forward to fulfill his calling for that nation. It is an awesome demonstration of God's power working today. Are you willing to allow God to do whatever it takes for you to become a true Joseph? Ask the Lord today to do whatever he, whatever is necessary to fully use your gifts and talents for his eternal kingdom. Amen. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, I believe that, you know, when God calls you, everything isn't always going to be, you know, a bed of roses, you know? <laughs> right, you're right. We grow through uh, adversity because, unfortunately, um, you know, and I, th and I think basically in America, we're used to comfort. And, you know, many, many of us might subscribe to the, um, you know, to the um, prosperity gospel and things of that nature. And it does not mean that God doesn't want to bless us, that he doesn't want to give us you know, in, in other ways, finances, spiritually, um, economically, you know, relationship wise, but it's not only on the, on the financial part. He, he needs us sometimes to, to be broken before he, yes. can, he can bless us, you know, and I, and, and that's a, a thing that, um, I believe many times, you know, as Christians, even in, in America, uh, because that's what we're used to, because this, you know, country has been favored and blessed. But, you know, there's a responsibility when we're blessed. It's not for our, for our own comfort. It's not for our own being. Many times it's so that we can bless other people. And that can be other nations, you know. Right, right. And when we don't take that responsibility correctly. And when we don't use what God has given us and use our callings correctly, you know, they can be other, um, you know, we, we're not going to live according to his will. We live according to our own. Right. So, so I'm thinking, how does one know their calling? Right. That's a good, that's a very good question, right? Yeah. That's a very good question because I think once we once we have met Jesus, once we know who he is and we read his word and and you know, God uses us through a lot of our talents, through mm -hmm. a lot of our skills, through a lot of our gifting. Sometimes even a business that prospers, you know, that that maybe a need we feel you know, many businesses, entrepreneurs especially, they can build businesses through meeting people's needs, right? right. There's a problem, they solve it, they, and that becomes an income stream because that's what business and entrepreneurship is. Even in work, you know, whatever work you have, when you fulfill somebody's need at that work, a customer, your manager or whatever, that can become a means of, you know, blessing to you, but mm -hmm. it becomes blessing to other. And the way we, we, we know what God wants us to do 
is through his word. And confirmation of that is many times the, the things we're already doing many times. Right. You know, the things we are already doing, the things that God has made us good at can be a calling that he has, you know, um, put in our lives. Now, the thing is that we need to seek that out. We need to, you know, read his word. We need to know who he is. We need to have a relationship with him because the, the more relationship we have with God, yeah, that means that the more understanding we'll have of his will for us individually. We know what his will is globally, where to preach his, you know, he, he, he said it in Matthew, you know, go out and, 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 and disciple people, you know, evangelize right. the nations, baptize him in the name of the father, the, the son and the Holy spirit. That's already mandated, commanded to us, but individually that would be our relationship with God and how he's called us <clears throat> to be a blessing to, to people and to, and to, you know, our communities our um, families in every sphere of, you know, of life. Right. right. It's not always going to be easy because, you know, sometimes, and we know the enemy is going to try and, 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 you know, thwart our efforts, but we need to understand that we need to keep going forward. And that's what happened with Joseph. You know, he had a calling. He had, he knew he had a, he had visions, right? Mm -hmm. Even from a young man, he had visions and, and God spoke to him through those dreams and said, you know, um, and that got him into trouble because many times, you know, even when he told his, his brothers about his visions and his dreams, they thought he was being prideful that he was, you know, like, oh, you're better than us. And they were envious of him and they, you know, they kind of hated him. And, you know, that'll happen to us too many times, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I guess when we have a message that it does not conjive or, or, you know, vibe with, with, you know, and it's not popular. People are going to be hating on you. I know. Believe me, I know. Yep. So does everyone know they're calling on this line or we're still, or is there um, some type of, you're still trying to well, find it out? Yeah, well, I believe, I believe my, my calling, you know, is through teaching the word of God and through encouragement. I'm an encourager. I, I'm not very, I'm not very good at negativism. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of rouses me the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I, I believe that the message that God has for us is of hope is of, you know, eternal life. It's, it's, of and, and I'm not talking on a Pollyanna type of, you know, um, uh, everything's good, you know, everything's, you know, rosy because I've been through a lot of trial and tribulation myself. And so I don't, believe that you know it's just that you have to persevere even in what you might consider a failure in your life you know um 
just have to believe what God says in his word and know what he says in his word, you know? Yeah, I think I have, my my name was chosen for a reason. Amen. I have that, um, that compassionate heart. Yes. And I have, um, with that compassion, it drives me to help others, to help circumstances or situations. And uh, the compassion is, you know, to have that closer relationship with, with Christ as well. So with that being said, I, I, I look for him for directions, you know, to utilize the gift that he's given me. And sometimes I, I sit back and wonder, is this truly the gift? That I, but I'm always in it. You know what I'm saying, right? It's just, and then I said, well, what is my, what are my gifts? What, well, what gift do I have? And, but I'm always in that gift. I'm thinking because it's always, I'm always in a place of compassion. I'm always in a place of compassion where, whether it's helping out patients, and I believe that's why we would throw, put in that career in the career path that we've been put in, Maria. Right. Right. You right. have that gift of compassion. Right. Right. So, and you know, talk about, talking about names, my my name, my middle name is Esther, and I always say, you oh, know, wow. God, you have me for such a time as this. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's why I say it's encouragement because when everything's falling, you know, falling, falling you know, apart and things are gloom and doom and all kinds of stuff. You know, he said, you know what, for such a time as this, that's why I brought you forth, you know? Exactly. That's why I say it's encouragement. Any other, yeah. Any other people with, 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 uh, have, have know their calling or, or still in search of their calling? Well, I think it's something we have to pray about sometimes and ask for, God's guidance, because he will show you the path he has for you. Amen. 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 But yeah, just like um, Professor Gigi says that, you know, you have to develop that close relationship with Christ to 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 kind of help him expose what it is he has for you. Right. Right. So. And you know what I, I want to emphasize to you guys? that I have not, I did not always know my calling, you know, it's, it's, it's progressed through the years, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes your call initially might be different than the, the, you know, you call later on, you know what I'm saying? So it's a progression of, of maturity as you go through the stages in life and, you know, stages in, 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 in your, in your walk with Christ. So nobody should feel like, you know, that they, 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 they are less because they don't necessarily know who, what their calling is at present. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as we seek God and as we ask and we pray, he will eventually, you know, show you. And like I said, many times you're already in it. You're already doing it. You're just not aware of it. Right. And that brings me to my point because... Sometimes, particularly if 
you know, you're a, a newer Christian or even if you've been there for a while, but you're not as mature in the faith, sometimes you need to ask that more mature Christian around you, what do you see my yes. gift is being? Because sometimes other people can identify it for yes. you when you can't. Yes. Yes. I'm 100% you know, in agreement with that. Well, I could tell you what your gift is. It's the voice. It's the voice. <laughs> Thank you. Give God praise for that. But yeah, that that that's so true. What what all of you said, um, because sometimes you know when I was you know in 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 church, I would hear, "Well, I have a gift of this," and or utilize the gift God's given you. Well. I said, well, what's that gift that I was given? Well, God will reveal what the gift is. And I said, well, how would I know if, if it's God's talking to me or it's not my head telling me what my gift is? Yes. You know? Yes. Sometimes we have that confusion too. Yes. Yes. And I don't know yes. if you ladies have um, experienced this, Professor or Ms. Polly, but I know I have in church spending classes where they've done these assessments of spiritual gifts to help you identify yes. them. Have you been through that? Yes. Yes. I can't yep. say that I've been in it or a part of it, but I've been in the around it where I heard it, you know? Um, no, I, I haven't been in a class per se. Isn't that something? Everybody's been in it but me. Was, was, was I going to the right <laughs> church? You know what? There's uh there's there's spiritual assessments from growth, uh, church growth, I think it is, whatever. And, and you know, I've been through several because you know, as as a leader in church before, um, they had us do you know assessments so that we knew what our spiritual gifts were and stuff like that. But you know that that's usually when you're more at a leadership. Yeah, level I sometimes. Yeah, I don't think I've been in a. Now that you mention it, that I'm thinking about it, it's more like a workshop, like a uh, you know, have you had those right? Classes? Not right. more so in church where you know, where you have the preaching and the uh, everything that's well, going on. But sometimes I struggle with that. Even today, I question myself: is is this my gift? But it, I keep being in it. So it right. must be, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I think sometimes you, if you think something may be your gift, you know, give it a, give the area a try. And yeah, if you're not succeeding at it, maybe it's not your gift, but you know, maybe it is. Try something new, you know? And I think also getting back to that spiritual assessment that sometimes it's used in the churches by leadership because it's a helpful tool to, you know, then you can kind of identify, well, who has what type of gift and put them in an area of service that fits with yes. them. Yes, exactly. It's more to like place you in an area of service that you, you kind of jibe with, you know? I know. And that, yeah, that's a good point, Maria. Um, Ma'am. So we're gonna what 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 I was thinking about when I first started out 
I was going to school to be an an uh, engineer, an uh, industrial engineer. I was my heart was set on industrial engineer. No one, I was in my first year of taking those classes to be an engineer, and and my sister got sick. And I know during the time she used to, as I was going to school because I was in science courses. She would uh, ask me some science courses as it related as as it related to the body because I took a science course in the human anatomy. I don't know mm -hmm. why I just wanted to take it. Isn't that something? I don't know why, but I know why now. Right. And, uh, and uh, she would ask me these questions about you know the body or what do you think? And I was so proud to tell her because I knew it and my questions and it was helping her and. She got sick. And when uh, she had an aneurysm and uh, she was laughing all the way up, she was still, she was a jokester. She loved to tell jokes. She was at, at the hospital in, in the room. The doctor said, okay, we're going to put you in this room because we don't need that external stimulant to kind of make it worse because she had a severe headache from the bleed. Mm. So we were talking and this is the night before surgery. We knew she was going to surgery. She was talking and we were laughing and she was cracking those jokes. And I just knew she was going to be all right, you know, cause she's cracking jokes. Mm -hmm. So when she came out from surgery, the doctor came to talk to me, my mom and my sister. And the doctor said, well, you know, she's in a coma. What we found when we got in there was it had the blood had soaked up three fourths of her brain just about, and um, and they said if she wakes up out of this coma, she'd be in like a vegetable state. Right, right. And they said, "What do you want us to do?" Because they were asking us to pull the plug. Mm. Mom said, "I, I, I said." I don't care. This is me thinking selfishly. I don't care. My sister, I, you know, she's going to get out of this and I'm going to take care of her. And my mom was a, of the faith too, that, you know, what God has is, you know, he, he can work miracles, even though the doctor say one thing, he could say another thing. So we were all in agreement that no, but she ended up dying that day later. Mm -hmm. And so I knew at that point, I wanted to go into nursing. So I changed my whole career and mindset around and went into nursing. And it wasn't even nursing I was looking to go into. It was medicine. But I went to the nursing route before I got into the med the medical route. <laughs> yeah. And so that has been my calling. I believe that was God showing me this is where I want the, that to be an advocate to be an yeah. advocate for patients or people that can't speak up for themselves, to be an advocate, to have that compassionate heart where no one else has that compassion for them when they're in situations where they they don't even know what compassion looks like. And what in our uh, in our career, Professor Gigi, this is what we've been faced yes. with. These type of patients, these type, we've gone into their homes. We've seen them in the hospital settings. We've seen them in office settings. So we, we're, you know, when, when people talk, they won't talk to their doctors. They'll wait 
let the doctors say whatever they have to say and come back and call us. Yes. So, because they know they have that comfort level with us. Well, that's yeah, all. Yeah, that's that. That's what I'm thinking. Right, and even though they may not always communicate it, <clears throat> I know that they do. You know, appreciate to right. what the nurses do. I did talk to a doctor recently, and he said that, well, yeah, the nurses are what keep the hospitals together. He recognized that. Amen. 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 Yeah, we're the uh, compassionate component sometimes of a <laughs> system that <laughs> might right. not be too compassionate, you know, depending yeah. on, you know, what type of institution it is. Right. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I wanted to... Um, also mentioned because this came up and and um and I always say you know God always speaks all the time <laughs> it says there is one body and one spirit even as you are as you are called in one hope of your calling Ephesians 4 4 so amen tells us Christ calls us to unity. You know, we're called to the same body. We're all equipped by the same spirit. We are all secure by the same hope. And, you know, how each of us carries out our role depends on, on our particular gifts and our present circumstances. You know, when we seek the spirit and align ourselves to Christ, we maintain the unity and the peace. That's why it says, you know, everyone does not have you know, the same, it, it would be like, you know, we were all ears, like the Bible says, right? right? We all do just one thing. We're not just all ears. We're arms, we're legs, we're feet, we're noses, we're, you know, we, we are meant to, even in our diversity, we're meant to be in unity. It's one purpose, one spirit, one God, right? Yeah. So, we have to be cognizant of that, that, you know, my calling is not necessarily yours, the dude's <laughs> um, <laughs> calling. And, you know, we all complement each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we all serve a purpose. And that's why, you know, our messages might be a little different, but it's to the same goal, you know towards the same goal, the unity and the body of Christ, which is the most important, um, you know, aspect in the general sense of the church of God. That's yeah. not a denomination. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an organ, an entity that belongs to God. It doesn't belong to a pastor. It doesn't belong to the leaders. It doesn't belong to anybody, but to God because he instituted it. And that's what we have to realize, you know. Amen. Well, yes. well, ladies and, and, and gents, it's coming about that time. Wanna take us out in prayer, Professor? Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you honor, Father, for everything you do, Father. We thank you for the ability, Father, you have given us, Lord, to, um, to be of one body, to be of one accord. 
We ask you, Father, if any of us does not still know our calling, Father, that you bring that to light to each and every one of us, Father, that you will equip us, Father, by your Holy Spirit to be able to do that which you have called us for, Father. Thank you for the salvation that comes only through your son, Jesus Christ. Please help us, Lord, to become every day more and more like you, Father. We ask, Father, that we every day seek the power of your Holy Spirit so that we can walk in step with you, Father, and in unity of peace with our brothers and sisters, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity you give us today, Father, to express our belief in you, to express, Father, our devotion to you, Father. And we ask you that you continue to give us that Holy Spirit to be able to discern the things that we need to discern, Father, that we need to discern the spirits, Father, where they, whether they be good or whether they be evil, Father, and that we shall walk according to your commandments, according to what you have told us in your holy word that we are supposed to do, Father. I thank you for Ms. Polly Pewhart, Father, and for her dedication, for her ability, Lord, to continue to do what she is doing right now in her career, Father. I thank you, Father, that you give her the strength every day, Father, to continue to come forth and to be a blessing to so many other people, Father. I thank you for the dude, Father, because even though our bodies, and we know that as we age, Father, our bodies deteriorate, Father, but your word says that even though our body deteriorates, Father, our spirit grows stronger and stronger, Father. Our minds in you, Father, in Jesus Christ, grow more and more, Father, and more in maturity and more in grace, Father. We ask you, Lord Jesus, for um, for Anissa's um, prayer, Father, that you fill her with your Holy Spirit, Father, that you take away um, any demonic forces that are trying to oppress her, her husband, her family, Father, for any strongholds that any of us have in our lives, Father, that you will bring them to light, Father, because we know that the light, Father, takes away the darkness, Father. When we open a room that is dark and there's light in the other room, that light overtakes the yes. darkness. And that is how you are, Father. You are the light of this world. You are the light in each and every one of our hearts, Father. When we, Father, love you, praise you, believe in you, and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, Father. It, the gospel is the good news, Father. And we want to spread the good news of salvation, Father, because your desire is that each and every one, Father, will come to know you and come to know you personally and and um in a true sense, Father. We thank you, Father, for everyone here in this uh, program, Father, everyone here through this medium, Father. I thank you, Father, for each and every one of the people that will be listening to these podcasts, to these messages, Father, that you will enlighten their hearts, Father, that you will give them peace, that you will give them blessings that surpass all understanding, Father. And especially, Father, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you continue to be with us you continue to give us the strength to keep going forward, Father. And we know that just like you did with Joseph, even though he was put in a prison, even though he was in the pit of hell, Father, you brought him forth and you made him, Father, second in command in Egypt 
a nation, Father, that was great at that time, Father, and you gave them the vision to be able, Father, to provide for future nations and for his own Jewish nation, Father, and through them also for us, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We give you honor in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for that, Professor. Thank you. Thank you. We all need that prayer. It, it touched me. Yep. Yep. We all need it. We yes. all need it. Yes, we no do. What stage we're in, you know, what no matter how you know what maturity we have in Christ, we all need it. Okay, well. I thank everyone for joining us today, um, you know, and um, so uh, I'm going to say this to each and every one of you. God be with you till we meet again. And I loved you and ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen and hallelujah. <laughs> yes, indeed, I believe. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Send your prayer requests to cpl at crazyprayerladies.com. We also have live Bible study led by Miss Crown Call Chosen every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. For more details, email cpl at crazyprayerladies.com. Join us again next time for the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast.